0: Can the Lions avoid a little stubbed toe on a Monday night against the Raiders? Let's discuss it on the Thursday crossover.
1: You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome in, everybody. It's a Thursday crossover edition of Locked On Raiders with your boy Q and Locked On Lions with Matt Derry. Locked On Lions and Locked On Raiders today on the Thursday crossover is a brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepickscom slash NFL and use the code all lowercase Lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Five and two Lions, three and four Raiders. Las Vegas for Monday night football. Lions' first Monday night game at home at Ford Field since 2018. Q, great to see you, my friend. Um, these are two teams kind of in a weird spot after what has happened the last couple of weeks. I know in Vegas, everybody wants McDaniel's gone.
1: <laughs> yeah. Here,
0: everybody's so happy with Dan Campbell, but a really bad performance last Sunday. Uh, before we get into top storylines, how, how would you kind of gauge what's going on in Vegas right now?
1: Uh, it's it's really man it's really a lot of questions right i have more questions about this team than i have answers following that loss to the bears on Sunday, right? I mean, they go into a game that you think is very winnable, and you know the Chicago Bears. I mean, that's right there in the division that the Lions are in, so you've seen them up close to personally. You know what they look like, and so I didn't think, especially with the backup quarterback, an undrafted free agent, Division two, that the Raiders would go in and, and squander an opportunity to get above 500 in their overall records, and they just kind of looked lethargic. They didn't look like they had any energy, weren't really Uh, interested in playing on Sunday and so it just left me with so many questions and of course it's going to start with the head coach it's going to you know start with the the guys that are on the offensive side of things the defense allows 173 yards on the ground Deontay Foreman looks like a pro bowl running back I mean it's just so much it almost looked like the Bears were a really good team and we know that's not the case and I don't want to throw shade at them but I mean even Bears fans were like whoa okay, what is this going on? So There's just so many questions. And like you mentioned, man, everyone wants Coach McDaniels out of there. Um, I don't know what the solution is. I don't know what the right answer is. I think that Mark Davis is committed to a three-year deal basically with these with this staff to make sure that they have the chance, the opportunity to get this team right. But a few more duds like what you saw on Sunday, and that plan could change as far as I'm concerned.
0: Check us both out on our uh, Locked On Lions and Locked On Raiders uh, YouTube channels. Please subscribe. We appreciate you making us your first listen, checking us out wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we got a little bit on the Raiders. Top storyline, I guess, on the lion side cue for us here in Detroit is it was a clunker last week. Yeah. And it was a really bad performance. And after p- folks like Stephen A. Smith uh, at ESPN and others saying, oh, they're the best team in the NFL. I got them in my power <laughs> rankings, number one. A little bit of a reality check, certainly. Right. Sunday in Baltimore, because the Ravens really put it to him. Lamar Jackson did his thing. But really what surprised me was how pushed around the Lions got, up both up front with their offensive line. Goff was kind of under fire all day and under siege, and then on the defensive line as well. So to bounce back, to get that opportunity now, I think everybody's expecting that uh, against the Raiders and how, how Vegas has played. But you never know on Monday night how this right. is going to go. But still think at 5-2 and two with a bye week coming after this, you go in at six and two. I think the Lions are, are going to be in decent shape. What what, what about the storyline for the for you guys?
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100% with the, with the Lions and their opportunity to go into the bye sitting there at 6-2. and two. And I'll say this, I'll be full uh, transparent. I was one that said, I'm going to be late to the Lions party, right? You got to show me that they're really mm-hmm. a good team. I'm not just going to believe all the hype. And I'll tell you now, Matt, I've not only showed up to the party, but I went home and got my good clothes on, right? <laughs> I, 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 think, I think that they're a good team and they had a bad day against a really good team in Baltimore, right? I mean, and, and those are going to happen where the Raiders had a bad day against a really bad team in chicago so you know <laughs> the raider fans would love to have that situation that the lions fans are going through uh, after having that bad that bad loss but yeah the storylines when it comes to the raiders man it's just where is the offense you know for me where is the offense you have Devonte adams you have josh jacobs who led the league in rushing you have a real comfortable number two in jacoby myers you have a guy in hunter renfro who's really good but it cannot get any kind of action at all this season so wouldn't be shocked to see him um gone from vegas sooner rather than later before the trade deadline on october 31st uh, but there's so much firepower on the offensive side of things i told anyone who would listen matt that that's not going to be the problem for the raiders this season is the offense it's going to be can the defense compliment them and boy was i wrong they haven't scored 20 points as an offense yet this season and this is an offensive league, wow. right? I mean, the NFL huh? is an offensive league. They they make sure that they have rules so the offenses can shine. And the Raiders cannot get anything going with their offense at all. They only got over twenty points once, and that was on the strength of a safety uh, get, that Max Crosby and Bilal Nichols uh, helped force at the end of uh, at the end of the Patriots game. So that's just that's that's the biggest storyline. And and then of course, obviously who's going to be at the quarterback position. I believe right. it's going to be Jimmy G, but he was out last week uh, with a back injury and he's already missed two and a half games through seven games. And well, that's Jimmy G, availability and, and best ability. And he doesn't have availability ever throughout the course of his career. So really, when it comes to the Raiders, that's the biggest storylines as far as, as far as I'm concerned. But I think the Lions are in a good position, man. I think they're feeling good about themselves, even though they're coming off that tough loss.
0: All right, so real fast on a follow-up, if Garoppolo doesn't play Monday night, and obviously you and I are recording a little bit early in the week, but still, I mean, are they, why go to Hoyer in the first place? I know it's O'Connell. Gotta, is,
1: <laughs> Matt, oh. Matt, it's got to be Aiden O'Connell, and I'll tell you why. I'm saying this very first and foremost because I was very much on the train of Hoyer, it should be Hoyer for one game, right? You don't want to throw the rookie in there yet because you want him to have, you know, four or five games in a row to see what he can do. I mean, you know, just to kind of learn what this guy is, and I didn't think that was the – the the time right there against the Bears, you're going up against an undrafted free agent. Why not put Hoyer out there for one game? Let him help you get above 500. He won't make any mistakes. And boy, was I wrong. And Raider Nation let me know about it. So look, no Hoyer, no Hoyer, no Hoyer. If it ain't Jimmy G, it better be Aiden O'Connell. If it ain't Aiden O'Connell, Matt, it could be you or it could be me. But it can't <laughs> be Brian Hoyer because Raider Nation will not let me live that one down. Please believe.
0: <laughs> it, it's a, it's amazing how, you know, just that whole New England situation and, and they just kind of all stick together no matter when guys leave. Like yeah. if O'Brien goes to Houston, he brings some expats with him. Right. And Patricia and, and Quinn came to Detroit. They brought all these former Patriots with them uh, and it didn't work out. Um, you know, Hoyer just playing for McDaniels I, was, I mean, was it the single worst thing you ever saw? Have you seen worse? how, how bad was it?
1: I mean, it was bad. It was just, you know, I mean, and look, we know who Brian Hoyer is, but he came in into the game in the second half against the Patriots when Jimmy G went to the hospital with the back injury and and he didn't sink the ship. And so again, I don't think that Hoyer is going to ever wow anybody, but I figured that for one game, he can go in there, deliver the ball to the playmakers like Devontae, like Jacoby, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs, and just not get in his own way, just not make any mistakes. But the thing was he went in there and he locked in immediately on Devontae. So it's like, Devontae, 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 five passes in a row. Then, oh, hey, it's the Jacoby Myers show. Jacoby, 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 Jacoby. Oh, let's go back to Devontae. And so it was so predictable that the Bears were like, okay, well, we know what's coming, so we're just going to jump this route. Oh, we're going to jump this route. So Jalen Johnson had a, a career day. I mean, I think he was the guy that was on the trade blocks until that game against the Raiders. Now the Bears are like, wait, hold on. We better hold on to that guy. He's fantastic. So, you know, may have just got him a contract extension there in Chicago, but it just was a bad performance. He wasn't very good, and, you know, now it's – at the end of the day, if Jimmy can't play – Now it's just kind of like, all right, just go to the rookie, see what he's got. Even if he has to start and stop, it's got to be better than what we saw from Brian Hoyer on Sunday.
0: What'll be interesting, too, and we're going to get to matchups coming up momentarily, but what what, would be very interesting about this entire situation is Monday Night Football, Lion fans are going nuts. They're so excited for this team. And you put, you're right, I mean, Hoyer's bad. Yeah. But and if you put a rookie like O'Connell, who just is you know a few months removed from playing the Big Ten Championship game, <laughs> right. uh, in what seemed like his seventh year of college, in that environment at Ford Field, that could be pretty dangerous for a rookie yep. quarterback. But again, like you said, when you've got Jacobs, you've got Myers, Renfro, um, and, and certainly Devontae, you'd figure there'd be some some things for him to work with. But the you're shaking your head. You just,
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I think that there's something for him to work with for sure. But I mean, you know what we saw when he started week three, against the chargers was, you know, a rookie that was holding on to the ball a little bit longer. A guy who had preseason success. We've seen this a lot. A guy who's had preseason success. The fan base wants to see him because they saw what he oh, did yeah. in the preseason. And it's of course going to translate to the regular season. Right. And he's going to shine and he's going to be the next greatest thing. It doesn't always translate. So he got off to a bad start against the chargers. Didn't really play well. Took a lot of sacks. Held on to the ball too long. He did, to his credit, get better towards the you know second half of the game and the end of the game. Uh, then threw a fatal pick at the end that you know uh, uh, allowed the Raiders to to lose that game against the Chargers Week Three. So. You know, I mean, there's things to grow on. But, again, at the end of the day, you know how it is. I mean, he's a rookie. Uh, he's on the road. Detroit's going to be angry coming off that loss in Baltimore. It's loud in the dome. I mean, the Detroit Lions defense is 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 chopping at the bits to get back out there. Uh, Hutchinson's going to be, you know, full steam ahead, pill, his ears back. I mean, you you know everything that would be working against him. So, ideally, Jimmy G is back. But after what you saw from Hoyer on Sunday, if if Jimmy's not back, it's got to be the Aiden O'Connell show. And, and then you just hope for the best. That's all you can really do.
0: Let's get to some matchups. Uh, Q and I will do that coming up next. Lions and Raiders for Monday night football. Locked on Lions today, brought to you by our friends at DoorDash. Did the game go to a timeout? Ty- time to order in, all right, and get food or whatever you need to deliver to your house at DoorDash. Whether it's halftime, two-minute warning, whatever it is, DoorDash has got you. Whether it's pizza, wings, sodas, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash. Get it all delivered without missing the game, all right? Kick back and kick off with an unbeatable deal on everything you need. For your watch party, or tailgate. And the great thing about DoorDash is it's not just your favorite restaurants and stores, but also retail and grocery as well. They're on the app, so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready. Get prepared before game day and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app. Just enter the code LOCKED23. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-23. Subject to to change, terms apply. It's our friends at DoorDash. Your boy Q, Locked On Raiders. Matt Derry, Locked On Lions. Lions and Raiders Thursday crossover. Right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for checking us out wherever you get your podcasts. Again, please subscribe and watch us on YouTube. Matchup-wise, Q, I'll start here for Lions and Raiders on the Detroit side. And obviously, when people say, oh, well, what do they know about the Raiders? They know, like you said, those... the. The Josh is of the world, right. Devontae Adams. But certainly on defense, it's it's the guy from Eastern Michigan and the and guy <laughs> that everybody knows around here, Max Crosby. I want to watch him against Panay Sewell on the right side and, of course, Taylor Decker on the left side. Because to me, and I think Lion fans will agree, it was really weird watching Panay struggle this past Sunday against the Ravens. Now, Baltimore's got a very good defense. You knew they were going to come after Jared Goff. But Panay Sewell is one of the best tackles in the league, whether he's playing the right side, whether he played the left side. Earlier this year when Decker got hurt, he did not have a good game. A couple of holding penalties. Uh, PFF graded him out okay but and better than I thought. But to go up against a guy that just has that kind of motor, that kind of skill set, Max Crosby, that'll be fun to watch. These are two good tackles. Has Max been moving around a lot, more on right or left side? What do you think of that matchup? And then, What do you have in your arsenal?
1: He's he's usually on the right side, but he does move around. They've moved him around this year as opposed to previous years where he was just exclusively on the right side. So he has moved around a little bit. They're trying to put the rookie Tyree Wilson into better positions as well to try to give him an opportunity to, you know, get after the quarterback and see what he can do. He picked up his force his first sack as a as a pro last week, and really it was on the last play of the half. And it was one of those it was gonna be a Hail Mary from Peterman and you know just it, it really wasn't the the sack that you're looking for, but it's technically a sack. So he got his first one. But you can see he's starting to progress a little bit and get better and healthier from that foot surgery he had when he was at Texas Tech when he uh, finished out his college career. But, yeah, Max is always going to be Max, and that's always a good matchup. Always look for 98 and see where he's at. But I'll tell you, when it comes to matchups, and I normally don't do this, but because it was such a bad performance on Sunday by the Raiders' defense in general, I'm, I'm looking at the defensive coordinator. Patrick Graham, who has made the move from the sideline to the the booth this year. And it was really looking pretty good for a while. The, the, there was a few weeks where I kept saying that the Raiders' defense was actually the strength of the team, which surprised me. And then they laid that egg on on Sunday. And like I said, their, the effort... Didn't look like it was there. I actually asked the defensive coordinator Patrick Graham about that on uh, on Tuesday. I said, you know, it, did you see the effort and and the energy that you wanted to see from your defense? And of course, he danced around. it. He's not going to come out and say, yeah, uh, it was there. or No, it wasn't. But I'll tell you right now, it wasn't. The energy was bad. The effort was bad. It looked like they were just kind of sleepwalking. So I just want to see. Patrick Graham put his players in the best position to succeed against a, D, a, a, a Detroit Lions offense that, you know, is high powered that can score from anywhere on the field. I want to see how they come out in a hostile environment and have that that energy and that effort that they didn't have a week ago and see how they match up, you know, because, again, Detroit, they, they're going to get after it. And I know that they saw the film. They saw the Raiders give up 173 yards on the ground and they have dudes and get it done on the ground. Right. And they have dudes that can get it done. You know, Jared Goff could throw the ball around the yard as well. I mean, they're a two-headed monster right there. Um, you know, they're they're you know they're, again, I don't have to compliment them more than I already am. That the team is <laughs> they're there's they they're dangerous. And coming off that loss to Baltimore, I I think this is a huge challenge for this Raiders defense. So I'm the matchup I'm looking at is is really Patrick Graham what could Patrick Graham do to set up his defense in the position to go up against that high octane Detroit Lions offense that's going to tell me a lot about this Raiders team how they react to getting their kick their teeth kicked in like they did on Sunday against the Bears
0: yeah to get embarrassed by Tyson Bajent is not a good thing and I I know that he's the new hotness and the league likes him and, and certainly the Bears fans would rather have him than Justin Fields but bottom line is now you're right this is a step up in, in competition for the raider right. defense i liked how you guys played against the packers and you kind of took away mm-hmm. the middle of the field for jordan love and that's what the ravens did this past sunday uh against the lions it's the first game i can remember in a while where jared Goff looked for that first option over the middle and it wasn't there i mean second yeah. half after they're down 35 nothing it started to get there and they got st brown a lot of fantasy points but all in all in that first half with mike mcdonald former michigan defensive coordinator kind of beloved here we're going back to, his, to the other Harbaugh, Harbaugh brother. He really took away the middle of the field for, for golf, and, and uh, that's probably what you need to do and hope he can hit a deep shot yeah. or something down the sideline to Jamison Williams, who's a, a train wreck here, kind of already to start his career. Maybe this is the game he breaks out, but that will be interesting. Like you said, the rhythm of the line offenses, especially at home mm-hmm. on that fast track in the Dome, um, you know they, they, they've done pretty well. I, Raider linebackers played really well in that Packer game. Um,
1: Yeah, they did. Divine Diablo left the game last week against the against the Bears. And so Luke Masterson, who was a former undrafted free agent, came in and Robert Spillane, he was the free agent they picked up from the the Steelers. He's been really a good player. Masterson is a pretty good player as well. The linebackers haven't been the weak link of the defense like I thought they were going to be. They've actually been pretty good. But it's funny because they did play the middle of the field well against the Packers. That's usually their Achilles heel. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's for years. We've talked about why is the middle of the field so wide open and they did pretty well against the Packers. So if they could do that against the Lions, that'll be a step in the right direction. You know, maybe Patrick Graham has seen that on film. And is able to see if get the bird's eye view from up top where, OK, hey, let's make sure that that's covered up and take that option away and live with the other options. But again, the Lions have weapons all over the field. I really admire the way that they've constructed their offense and Jared Goff with that blue collar, uh you know, approach. And the fact that, he, you know, he was basically thrown in as a consolation prize from uh, the Rams, like, OK, here and you could take Jared Goff and Jared Goff is just gone and thrived in detroit under dan campbell i could really appreciate and i was a fan of him when he was coming out of college at cal so i'm I'm happy that he's having success there in detroit i really am
0: five and two lions three and four raiders how do the lions win this game how do the raiders win this game and predictions we will do that uh, coming up next but first we got to tell you about our friends at fan duel right now new customers can hop on and join all right as you snap into the action with the, the nfl season at FanDuel by getting $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 200 bucks in bonus bets. Win or lose with FanDuel. If you've been thinking about joining, no better time to get in on the action than right now. Got The World Series coming up, Diamondbacks and Rangers. Who thought it was going to be that? NFL on Thursday night, all of that right here at FanDuel. The app is easy to use, spreads, player props, over-unders. They got it all and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on. Kick off the NFL season with our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. And what about the Jace case? Yes, problems everywhere, all right? Not only in this country, but overseas, unrest, fires in Hawaii, hurricanes and tornadoes, you wanna be protected, all right? The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Jace Case is great. Jace Medical offers this Jace Case with dozens dozens of add-on medications. Choose the meds that best fit you and your family's unique needs. All right. Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings, so please check them out. Go to Jace Medical, that's J-A-S-E, medical.com. Enter the code LOCKEDON at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at J-A-S-E-Medical.com. Matt Derry, your boy Q, Locked On Lions, Locked On Raiders Thursday. Crossover be the Lions hosting the Las Vegas Raiders, the three and four Raiders coming up Monday night at Ford Field at 820. Of course, ESPN audience, place should be going crazy. IQ, uh, how do the Raiders pull this off? What would, uh, what, eight and a half point favorites from FanDuel, uh, eight and a half point underdogs right now from right. FanDuel, how do they? How do they spring the upset?
1: Well, I'll tell you, it's gonna have to—it's gonna have to have a heavy dose of the run game. And unfortunately for the Raiders this year, there hasn't been a heavy dose of the run game, right? They have the defending uh, rushing champion in Josh Jacobs. He hasn't gone over 100 yards yet this season, right? And and we know about the holdout trying to get the contract. It's, it's it goes further than that, right? It's way deeper than that. Uh, the the offensive line and him aren't clicking. I mean, he's having to make a cut before he really even gets the ball in his hands. I mean, he's four yards back in the backfield and he's already making his first cut where that shouldn't be the scenario. And, you know, the offensive coordinator, Mick Lombardi, he tells us, and Coach McDaniels tells us uh, they're close. They're close to having a big game on the ground. And, you know, Josh will get a four-yard carry that should have been 15, but, you know, one guy missed an assignment on a block or Josh didn't hit this certain spot. You know, he didn't pick up the block the way he was supposed to. It's always, you know, they're close. They're close. They're close. Okay, well, look, if you want to go into Detroit and beat the lions you got to be more than close you've got to go out there and you've got to start executing you've got to really find a way to keep that ball out of jared goff in that lions uh, team's hands i mean it's just simple as that and the the run game is going to help do that it's not going to eliminate that obviously but it'll help not to mention matt that the raiders offense isn't built to be the team that throws the ball 45 times a game it's just not they have to be balanced right there's certain teams in the league I can see Kansas City and I can see Patrick Mahomes drop back 45 times. It's not a big deal. We saw Kirk Cousins drop back 45 times on Monday Night Football in Minnesota, never get sacked, and he was fine. The Raiders aren't aren't built like that. They're not that team that could just throw the ball around the yard and think that they're going to thrive like that. Even though they have weapons, they've got to be as balanced as possible. So they're going to have to have a big performance from Josh Jacobs. That'll open up everything else that they want to do. They're going to need their quarterback, Jimmy G, back. right? I mean, if Aiden O'Connell's out there, then – you know maybe that he gives him a chance he gives him a little bit of spark because he's you know young he's new he's got a big arm whatever and, and and they you know they they go out there and they play hard for him maybe that's the case but i think the best case scenario is jimmy g is out there uh, for them at the quarterback position and they've got to get a heavy dose of the run game which means the offensive line's got to be clicking offensive line hasn't been what it was a season ago when they helped lead the, the or helped josh jacobs lead the league in rushing it just hasn't been that and and that's unfortunate for Josh. I know he's frustrated. He wants to get started and he just hasn't. So uh, if, if they're going to come together, no better time than make it Monday night football when the Detroit Lions uh, are hosting you on Monday night football, when everyone's watching and, you know, they're coming off a, a, a tough loss where they they they're going to smell blood in the water. And the Raiders are coming off an embarrassing loss where they need to you know show that that was just a bad day at the office, a bad day to have a bad day. So I think that it all starts and ends with Josh Jacobs, that offensive line, and having Jimmy G back under center. I feel like that that's really the only way that they get this victory on uh, on on Monday Night Football against the Detroit Lions. What are you looking at as far as the Lions go? What do they have to do to get back in the win column?
0: I mean, they got to win on first down on defense. Uh, I was stunned. I right, Look, you knew Lamar Jackson was going to have a game. I kind of figured, all right, Lions split this road trip and go to Tampa and win, which they did, and then lose to Baltimore. It's not the end of the world. They got lambasted yeah. and they couldn't get off the field. But a lot of it was just, you know, Ravens chunk plays on first down were immense. And the Lions this Monday night have got to just force those second and nine, second and eights, third and longs and, and but win and get it started on first down defensively because it was bad. And you're right with that crowd. And if you have, you have a rookie quarterback playing uh, enforcing second and longs, third and longs, I think the Lions can be just fine that's on the defensive side offensively they're not gonna have David Montgomery again but I I think I need to see more of Craig Reynolds early as kind of that power back to go with Jameer Gibbs Gibbs played really well and had his best game certainly this past Sunday the rookie uh who's taken very high in the draft but I think the Gibbs Reynolds combo wears down that Raiders uh pass rush a little bit in that d line make Crosby kind of think a little bit more about just pinning his ears back and having to defend the run which he can do but um, That's where that's the two things I see. It, it's pretty yeah. basic stuff: stop the run and uh, certainly run the football, which has worked for the Lions. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I want to see I want to see the ground game, like you said, uh, on your side. Same same on our side. Just with Reynolds and Gibbs do their thing, and I think the Lions going to be okay. I mean, if we're doing predictions here, I, I you know I picked the Lions the last few weeks. I know I thought about it last week with the Ravens. I knew that was going to be a dangerous game, but I think Detroit bounces back. I think they bounce back big and win something like 28 to 10. I, I I truly believe that. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think that the Lions get this one. You know, as much as I'd love to tell Raider Nation that I think that the Raiders are going to pull the upset in Detroit, I just, from what I've seen, I can't sign up for that. I couldn't say that with a straight face and be like, yeah, that's what's going to happen. I just I don't <laughs> see it. And especially because I know that the Lions do want to run the ball. And I just saw Deontay Foreman go off for, you know, a ton of yards, multiple touchdowns against the Raiders uh, a week ago. So that's another challenge that they have. Can they slow down the run? Can the, they make the Lions one-dimensional who, oh, by the way, if they had to be one-dimensional still could, <laughs> right? I mean, they yep. still could get it done. They I honestly don't want to do it that way, but they could. But they've got to they've got to slow down the run. They can't just open up the floodgates like they allowed uh, the Bears to do. So uh, yeah, I, I think that the Lions get the victory. Um, the Raiders hover around seventeen points a game that's just basically what they do you know 17 points 18 has been their high as far as the offense goes well actually i guess 19 was their high and then they got uh, the, the safety so 21 so yeah so i think that they'll probably lose i'll say like 24 17 to the lions and they'll drop the three and five and raider nation and the pitchforks will really come out to fire head coach josh mcdaniels like they're already out there and you know the detroit lions will go into their bye week feeling pretty good about themselves having a chance to rest relax you know heal up a little bit and get ready for the stretch run of the season and a very promising season that they're having there in detroit
0: and a monday night crowd monday night cameras joe buck troy aikman could this be the spot where devante melts down and really gets upset knowing that everybody's watching um to kind of put his stamp on it because you know he's frustrated
1: too i don't have to tell you that right right and the trade deadline's the next day Oh, (laughs) The trade deadline's (laughs) the next day, so you want to get the rumor mills going, right? Go out there and have a bad showing on Monday Night Football if you're the Silver and Black, and man, you're going to have everyone, every talking head, and their mother talking about what's going to happen in the next, you know, twelve hours or so uh, before the trade deadline with the Raiders. That 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 could all of a sudden make that. That storyline, super, super interesting. Uh, so we will see. But, man, it's, it's going to be interesting. Like I said, I'd love to come on here and say that I think that the Raiders are going to bounce back and have a big upset win and feel good about themselves, come back to Vegas and get ready uh, for the Giants. But my gut feeling just tells me that that's not in the cards for Monday Night Football. So just got to keep it real, right? <laughs> that's yep, what we did. No
0: question about it. By the way, check out Q uh, Knights on ESPN Radio. He's doing a great job nationally. It's very cool that uh, you're doing that. Q, appreciate the time, my friend. It was a lot of fun.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. It's always great to catch up with you, man. Enjoy the game on Monday night. And uh yeah, we'll be talking soon, I'm sure.
0: You got it. Your boy Q, Matt Derry, locked on Raiders, Locked On Lions. This has been a third the Thursday crossover, brought to you by our friends at a prize picks back with Friday shows tomorrow. And of course, more Mondays. The Lions and Raiders get ready under the lights.